0: Uh, our series in the, uh, the Lord's Prayer. Um, and the last uh, two times we looked at God our Father and, uh, and what, what he's like as a father. And last week, Rochelle, <coughs> on your kingdom come, your will be done. And so today we've come to the next bit, which is <clears throat> Matthew 6 and verse 11, and which is this. Give us today... Our daily bread. Probably a very well known uh, verse. So it's uh, something, you know, the whole of the Lord's Prayer is well known. But I want to nail, right at the start, a question for you. Um, and it's a really important question, and you may think it's an odd question, but I want to ask the question Is the Lord's Prayer Jesus' cruel joke? <coughs> Is the Lord's Prayer, Jesus' cruel joke to us. What a silly question is that. What I mean by this is that he taught us to pray something that he had no intention of answering. Now, if that was the case, that would be a bit of a cruel joke, wouldn't it? But, you no, know, sometimes sometimes we, we look at these things and we come with such small amount of faith that we're not really expecting a great answer. You see, what needs to be nailed in our hearts is that actually Jesus taught this because he had every intention of answering it whenever we asked him. And that's really important. That's really important to get in our mindset that when we look at this, this is not a, well, maybe, (coughs) maybe not, will it happen, might it? No, no, Jesus taught this to say, look, actually, this is what I want you to take because that's what I want to do. That's in my heart. But actually, I want to to engage with you in bringing this about. So sometimes I'll wait till you ask. Okay. So he's not saying, well, I may or may not do it. He's saying, look, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to see. This is what I want to happen on earth. But I want you to engage with me so that we are partnering together to see uh, these things happen. And it's important for us to get that in our minds. So when we look at this, this isn't a case of will it work? But it's a case of knowing who's behind it and the thinking and God's heart behind it. Because of course we know later on in, in uh, Matthew chapter 7, he says, ask and it will be given you. See, and you will find. Not, and the door will be open to you. There is no doubt. The Bible leaves us with no doubt that God answers these prayers. And that we need to nail that in our hearts so that we come here to these things with full of faith. Thinking, actually, you know, you've said this because you have every intention of answering it when I pray. And so when we, when we come and say, your kingdom come, your will be done, that's, that's God's heart. And as we pray it, we can expect it to happen. We can expect it to happen. And so when we come to this, give us today our daily bread... We can expect it to happen. Because yeah. God has asked us to do it. That's really important. That's, I, I want us to, to have as we go and look at this, I want us our faith to be built so that we become more bold when we pray for these things. We come with a greater faith, a greater expectation that actually this is going to be answered. Amen. Now what I love about this church is that we have so many good testimonies. Of this happening already, and so we're we're already having high base. I'm not I'm not looking and thinking. Oh, you know, I I see lots of lack of faith here. But actually, you know, we have a great uh, um, body of testimony, uh, and I'll refer to some as we go along. So, just want to go through this verse and and and, and very simply ask a few questions about it, and so we can really understand what it is uh, we're doing. Okay, so. The first thing I want to say is, what are we asking for? Give us this day our daily bread. What are we we asking for? Okay, so what is bread? Well, bread, of course, is uh, the symbol of bread was for uh, the general symbol of sustenance that which keeps us alive, that on which we can thrive. And so the the symbol of uh, the use of the word bread was very clearly in Jesus' mind. Uh, to give an impression of things that we need to thrive and to survive. Um, now, I won't go into all the detail. The, the word "daily" has got some some of the some of these Bible scholars uh, I've read up uh, disagree a little bit about what the word "daily" means. Which is a bit an odd thing. It's an odd word Jesus used. That's why he didn't use the standard word for daily. Reading through all the commentaries. What it implies is that the word for bread isn't simply about uh, physical sustenance. It is about that. But it's also about everything we need to live day by day. So it is food. It is clothing. It is shelter. It is um, um, finance. But it's also everything else, like Friendships, it's his presence in our lives, it's his power through the Holy Spirit. It's all those other things as well that we need day by day. And so when we come to him, we are coming not only for the physical needs, but also our spiritual needs as well. And it might be all sorts of things that we we feel, and that we know that we need. We need uh, friends around us. It's right that we ask for that. We need um, uh, you know, uh, wisdom during the day. We need uh, discernment at times. All those things are, I believe, captured in that word daily bread. It's what we need to thrive in our daily lives. So that's the first thing. The second I want the question to ask is, when do we ask it? Mm. Very simple questions. This is how I try and tackle some of my Bible studies. When do we ask? This is very clear. Thankfully, didn't have to delve into this verse too much when I came across the word today. It's <laughs> you know, insight into how I do my Bible studies. Ooh, it's a big clue there. Give me, give us, today. Our daily bread. Jesus' intention, and in fact it's repeated in daily, isn't it? Give us today our daily bread. Jesus' intention was to simply say to us, you need to come to me every day. You need to come to me every day. The example of this was, was in the Old Testament uh, when The people of Israel were going through the desert. God provided manna in the desert and quail, and he provided it daily. So that the people went out in the morning, they collected enough for the day, they ate, and then the next day, there was some more. If they collected too much, it went off. If they collected too little, there was still enough. And the principle was very clearly in Jesus' mind when he, he, he said this, because the, the people he was speaking to would have known this story very clearly. And so there was, there was a, a teaching to, that, that Jesus was bringing that actually, I want you to know that I want you to rely on me every single day. Amen. But I think this is more than that. I think Jesus wants us to know that every day he has fresh supplies for us. Mm. He has something fresh for you today. Now you may wake up in the morning and you've got money in the bank and you've got food in your cupboard. So you think, well I don't have to pray this today, do I? Well actually that's not that's why it's a bit more than simple provision. Actually I need, when I go to work um, I need wisdom. I need discernment. I need his presence. I need the Holy Spirit's help just to do my daily work. It's not to say I haven't been trained in, in what I do, so I just don't, you know, I have got some, you know, I'm not thinking going up there and thinking, I have no idea what this work's all about. So I'm going to pray and I hope for the best. No, it's not. Uh, but when I'm dealing with, you know, and all of us deal with different situations, situations that come up, uh, we don't know what's going on. God knows what I'm going to face that day, Amen. who I'm going to speak to, who I'm going to meet. And actually, I'm going to ask God, and I do this, often I have, a, I have a 15, 20 minute walk in the morning, and that's what I do. I spend time, almost, not quite going through the Lord's Prayer, but but, but in, a, in a similar manner, asking God for what I need for today. And I'm expecting that there is fresh provision for me. Fresh New things from God's hand that he's going to give me. Amen. That he's got something stored up for me today that is going to be good for me and for those that I encounter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so Jesus is encouraging us to say, look, come to me today for fresh provision for your day. I've got it. I've got fresh things, got good things for you. Hmm. And and it's important to, 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 to do that for each and every day. Mm-hmm. With cold, and again it's a bit later on in Matthew 6 and verse 34, a bit later on in this passage, it talks us about not worrying about tomorrow.
1: Mm.
0: Or not worrying about things of this life. Because actually, we are called to to be focused on today. And no more. Now it doesn't mean we don't plan, it doesn't mean that we don't think about, you know, if you've got something coming up uh, in the future... Um, you might want to pray, God. I, I need to get ready for this. What should I do today to get ready for that thing in the future? That's that's fine. It's it's right that we, you know, we're not we're not ignoring. We're not thinking, okay, I'm I've got an exam coming up, but I won't I won't prepare for that. I'll just I'll just pray for today. That's you know that's not sensible, is
1: it? Uh,
0: but God, I've got an exam coming up in two weeks' time. What should I do today to prepare for that exam? And and so that's a way of of of, of Focusing on just today, but actually getting things ready for the future. So to know that this is so important for us that God has something new for you each day that He's got for you, that He's going to want to provide for you as we come and ask Him for Amen. it. You may ask, why, why pray this at all? Why, why? Because you see, there's other parts of the Bible that say, uh, well the verse before this in Matthew 6 verse 8 says your father knows what you need before you ask him and in Philippians 4 verse 10 he says and he promises to supply all my needs mm. it's a done deal he knows what I need he's promised to supply it <laughs> I don't, why, why ask well, it's happening, it's going to happen because he's a good God he, now, that, there's an argument there and I don't want to dismiss it But actually, I believe that God wants us to do this because actually, if we think like that, and it's true, the problem with that is that we can start becoming uh, self-reliant. We can forget that actually all our sustenance, all provision, comes from God. I can't do this alone. And so Jesus is saying, yeah, I know what you need. Yeah, I I am the one that provides all your needs. Yeah, I, I promise that. But actually I want you to realise, because otherwise I know what you're like. I I know that if you don't come daily, you'll start thinking, I can do this. I don't need him. I can can, can do this. And so coming daily teaches us dependence on Almighty God. And it teaches us humility. Now I know amongst us there are tremendously gifted people, there are people that are so good at their jobs... What they do, God has given them amazing gifts. Uh, and so we're not talking about uh, people that are incompetent and have to, you know. But we are talking about a different sense of provision. That actually we recognise that that anointing of God, that presence of God, that goodness of God. We need to come for Him to him each day for that. That fresh supply of his goodness. That fresh, fresh supply of his presence. Fresh supply of his wisdom. Yes, And we need to do that daily. Because that's what God... And as we do it daily, we will have... We will have an answer. We will have what we need.
1: Amen.
0: There are some, and we've been in that situation, where we genuinely need to pray for our physical provision each day. When we were... Uh, and we've talked about this before. When we were first married and, and uh, my wife was uh, given up work for, uh, to, have, to, to have children... We didn't have enough money coming in uh, to survive um, for, you know, for, for, for our, our accommodation and food. And we had to go to God and ask specifically for things like that. Now, he answered. He answered. He provided amazingly for us. Um, and there are some people in that situation that that, that don't know, actually, what, what they're going to do at the end of the week. Yeah. God's word for you is that actually he will provide your needs. <laughs> yeah, come so to come him for today and he will answer that prayer. Yes. I can say that with confidence Amen. because this is Jesus' words mm. and they're powerful. And he promises and he never lets us down. Mm. Yes. So, but it's right that we do it. It's right that we come, we recognise in humility he is our provision, he is the one that does this and he will answer our prayers. So how does he answer? So, another question I ask myself. How does he answer? We. Um, how's your car, Paul? Okay. We had a, a, a meeting on... Thursday of, of the small group leaders we get together every now and again and uh, Jamie reminded us of, of a, a, a chap that had a gift in praying for uh, fridge freezers Amen <laughs> It's not a gift that I have I don't think But um, and he used to go around and when they went wrong he used to pray for them and they started again He also shared a testimony of someone who, uh, who used to do a job of mending photocopiers by praying for them Amen. <laughs> I, I find these things a bit bizarre. But God does it. God does all sorts of different things. And Do you mind if I share, Paul? What, what you, what you sh- I mean, it should be really Paul sharing this, but he, he had a, a, a light come up on his car um, that, that, uh, and he took it to the garage and they said oh, that's, what, 500 quid, something like that? More, than that? More than that, to get it sorted. And he'd heard this testimony, so he said, well, I should just pray. Uh, light's gone off. Yeah, doesn't come back on again. I mean, that—that is—that is amazing, God. Yeah.
1: Amen. Now,
0: because uh, now Paul gave says to me that he didn't actually have the money at this point to to pay for that. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, my uh, pastor Richard when he—I've he, shared this before again—and and this really, really helped me because he said to me, "If you needed a thousand pounds." do you believe God would provide it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And at the time, I had to battle with that one. Mm-hmm. And I thought, actually, I don't. So I worked, worked through the scriptures, I worked through I prayed through it, and, and I came to the point, was if I needed it, he would provide it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Amen. Amen. And, and so God will provide yes. your needs, whatever they are, yes. but it will depend. Now, the answer will depend on the season you're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if... Uh, <laughs> In the early years, when we had again, we had we had a fairly ropey set of cars that we used to drive, and uh, and and my my daughter is in a very similar position now uh, because they've just got married, uh, haven't got much money, uh, and I can remember going uh, with trepidation with this car that was sort of rattling, what well, to the MOT place, and I, you, you've all been there. you sit sitting there, thinking, oh, how much is it going to be this time? And I was amazed how many times our car passed with no expense at all. And I'm thinking, how is this roadworthy? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. How is it going still? We didn't have the money to spend a lot on it, so God provided. <laughs> the, the car my, uh, my daughter or husband drives is, is a wreck. It's a wreck! <laughs> took it down this, I'm just Took it to this garage down the corner. And the guy, he, he sort of did a few things, and he passed it. Now, he's, a, he's an honourable guy. He, he won't, won't let a, a wreck go on the road, but he but passed. I'm thinking, it's happening again. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know, he's still faithful, and he still does the same things. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, we're in a position now where actually... Uh, we had our washing machine go wrong and we've bought another one. The old one didn't work again. Now, the, the reason that, and I'm thinking, oh, that's not fair. Well, it is because I've got the resources now to buy one. God's given me the resources to buy another washing machine. So that is his answer. Now, as it turned out, <laughs> Again, a bit of a test for me. I did a research. I, I, I like this. I like researching these things. And I found a washing machine that I wanted. I went to the shop, and it was almost half price. And I'm thinking, Thank you, Jesus. I'll take that. <laughs> it was the one I wanted, and it was half price. It was half price. <laughs>
1: so
0: I thought, well, I'll, 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 I'll go for that. So, God won't necessarily do the same thing. For everybody.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. He, all he promises is to provide. He yeah. may do it differently. He may ask you to spend some money on something that's broken. He may get it fixed by simply praying for it. I don't know. He's, it's his imagination that that is infinite. <coughs> but what I do know is this. He will provide for you. Yes, he will on. provide for you. Yeah. But he does ask us to come to him. Yeah. And ask us to do it. Mm-hmm. Just one little thing, we are asked to to, uh, to come each day, you might ask the question, well is it, is it wrong to save money? Is it wrong to, to make investments? Is it wrong to, to, to put some money aside? Well I'd say the answer is is no. Um, in Proverbs 6, 6 to 8, do you want to put that one up actually, I, I know I've skipped a few, just so that we're, we're sort of clear. He says, go to the ant, you sluggard. I love that. that <laughs> movement. Uh, consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler. Yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. Very simple is that he was talking to someone and said, you know, actually you need to get off your backside and start working. And actually as we Get into work, and as we have enough to feed ourselves, then you know. Hopefully, as, as your, you know, we're praying for jobs and better jobs. Yeah. So that your income increases, actually, it's right that you put a bit aside, mm-hmm. that you store up, that you are wise with the way you use your money. It's not wrong to make wise investments and wise savings. That this is the world we live in. It's right to do it when you have the means to do it. And this is this is the key thing. If you haven't got the means to do it, don't do it. God will provide. But actually, there is a sense in which God says, actually, I've given you enough. I want you to be generous with it. God, we've talked about that. I want you to be generous. And actually, I want you to make provision for <coughs> something that's happening in the future so that when, when the car breaks down, you've got some money aside. Or actually, a pension is not wrong to invest in, in my view. Now, for some people, they will do it in a different way. Other people... Uh, think that's not right. For us, I have invested in a pension because I believe that was the right thing to do. Um, and I think God encourages us to be wise with the way we handle our money. Not to hoard it. Because, and, and it's all to do with how we are viewing. Am I providing for myself? Am I, I, need to, I need to look after myself. I need to make sure that I'm okay in the future. Therefore, I need to do this now that, that's the wrong heart that's the wrong way of doing it if I'm saying no God's given me this I'm going to be sensible with it I'm going to put some aside here I'm going to give this here and I'm going to spend this today that is how God wants us to live yeah. that, is, that is a, a wise <coughs> steward of what God has given us um, and, it, and we just need to test our hearts why am I doing this is it because I'm fearful of the future or am I saying no I'm just making sensible provisions yeah. And it's for us to make those those calls. <coughs> I just want to uh, sort of sum up with, with uh, well it's not quite summing up just in case you're about to think I'm finishing. Okay. I want us to think about what our prayers are really like. I've heard it said, maybe Jeremy said this, that we need to be a student of our own words, we need to think about carefully about how we pray, what we say, Amen. because out of the overflow of our heart, the mouth speaks. Amen. And we can we can pray in, in in different ways, and and when we listen to ourselves, it gives us an idea of what we're really believing and what we're really thinking. Amen. So if when we go to God, if we think about our prayers, and it's all about God, God, I need, I need this, I need that, I need. I need, you know, I'm, I'm, I haven't got enough here. If it's all about that, that is more, not praying, more worrying out loud. There's, there, there is a sense in which, there's coming from inside us that sense in which I'm not really trusting. What I love about this is that this is a very, not this, the, uh, the previous one, the, 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 the line, is one line in the middle of a big prayer. It's not the whole prayer. God says, I want you to depend on me, but actually it's just in the middle. It's not the start. Actually, the start is praise and worship, recognising Jesus. And the next thing, and this is really crucial, the next thing isn't, oh, give me what I need, please. (laughs) It's your kingdom come. And the the focus of the prayer isn't on our daily needs. That's part of it. The focus is on your kingdom come. Amen. Amen your will be done. That is actually what I'm called to. And then later on in, in, uh, and I mentioned this last week, later on in Matthew it talks about uh, seek first the kingdom Mm -hmm. and his righteousness and all these things are going to be added to you as well. Don't worry about this stuff. You do ask me. But don't worry about it. But seek the kingdom. Make that your focus. Mm -hmm. We had a um, interesting times when our children were young, particularly one of them, I won't go into it because You'll, you'll know him? Her? <laughs> Bless him. He's great. he uh, love him to bits. But, when he was... When this child was younger... Sporting him. that's what I have sporting him. He used to get very focused on something. Uh, and he used to get quite head up. And and, and, and you was know, quite young, but he... Very difficult, and, and it was either over something he'd done, or, or you know. And he used to get into a real paddy, and uh, and it was all about. And, and whenever you try to address it, you try to address it, you know. This, you know, you can't, you know, you can't behave like this. Ah, oh, used to get worse and worse and worse. And because we were focusing on this need or this thing that was going on, he couldn't get it out of his head. He was, only, he was very young, you know. He was in his sort of, he was a toddler. And so what we used to do, instead of trying to tackle it head on. We used to distract him. And so we, one of the best ways of doing it was to take him outside. And particularly if it was night. It was slightly cold, so he was... <laughs> we're, not, we're not actual parents. It's a bit of a tip here. Yeah. This is a, sort of a tip, if you know. And then we used to point him to the sky and the stars and the moon, if it was a, a cloud of snow or, or the trees or all the thing. And, and we distracted him with something much, much bigger. And he used to marvel at the stars or the moon. And as he did so, he forgot what he was getting all upset about. And we used to distract him with that. And, and he could see a much, much bigger picture of the world. And suddenly what he was all getting all upright about just didn't seem to matter anymore. And I think this is what Jesus wants us to get hold of here. Our needs are important But there is something so much bigger that we're involved with. So much bigger. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. We are involved in this. Mm. This is the the, uh, the, uh, the lot. This is our uh, mission here on earth. Every single one of us is involved with this mission of seeing God's kingdom come and God's will done on this earth. That is a big vision. That's a big calling. And we're involved with it. I yeah. am involved in bringing God's kingdom mm. each and every day. I can see his rule, his reign being affected, his goodness, his love. I can bring it into situations. I can see them transformed and changed. Amen. That is a so much bigger vision than, oh God, I don't have, I don't have this, I don't have that. Yeah. Amen. Not that yes. this isn't important, but Jesus wants us to get a much greater. And suddenly these things get into much greater, much better perspective this is relatively small fear compared with what I'm called to compared to the stars and the moon and so, and so that's why this prayer is so important that we get it right because if we simply focus on, on what my needs are then we miss the bigger picture and it becomes all about me and, and, and we, get too, we just start worrying and God wants us to have that bigger picture he, is, he does care about your yes. needs, he does he really really does but actually, we need to get the perspective right. We're about a great thing. Actually, as we, as we focus on that, yeah, this is, this is going to sort itself out. If you focus on my kingdom and seeing that come, they're, they're going to be given to you as well. Don't you worry about that. And so we need that bigger, bigger picture.
1: Mm, that's good.
0: The other thing, and I will, I will finish with this is about our understanding of who God is. So when we come with this, we come with absolute, full confidence. I want to talk about that wonderful story. It's quite a challenging story in the Old Testament of Abraham and Isaac, and where God gave a promise to Abraham that he would have a son, and eventually, through all sorts of miraculous things, Isaac was born, the child of the promise wonderful rejoicing, wonderful promise. He was going to be, uh, you know, that his descendants will be the sand on the seashore. There was wonderful promise. And then this comes this point where God asked Abraham to sacrifice mm-hmm. Isaac. Tremendous, challenging thing. And, and Abraham, in his faith and in his trust of God, says, okay, I'll do it. And when Isaac, they were going up the mountain, Isaac says, Isaac says, where's the sacrifice? We've got the wood, we've got the fire, but where's the sacrifice? And Abraham said, God will provide. Amen. And so he comes to it, and of course we know the story that he was just about to, to do what God asked and God his stuff. And there in the bushes was a ram. And so Abraham took the lamb and sacrificed that instead. And it was from that story we get, and and Abraham says, that you are Jehovah-Jireh, my provider. And what I love about that story is that that God revealed himself through that. And he revealed himself to Abraham in, in a way that he perhaps hadn't understood before. You see, we can look at God as someone who provides we can see God as someone a bit like a, I don't know, someone that if we ask, you know, oh yeah, I can provide that. Yeah. But actually, God revealed Himself not as a provider, but the provider. Maybe. I am God, the provider. That's my name. Yeah. That's who I am. It's not what I do, and this is the difference. This is not. It's not so much what I do. It's who I am. And Abraham saw that that was who God was. That was his essence. And so that's so when God answers that prayer, he's answering it out of his very essence. I am provider. That's who I am. I want you to know me as that. Not that I do it, but I like am it. And so when we come to God, we come with such confidence. Because that's who he is. That's what he wants you to know him as. And there's other names. There's other essences of God that we can get to know, but Mm. he is provider. Mm. That's who he is. And that story reveals that so, so clearly. The other thing it reveals so clearly is the picture of Jesus. The ultimate provision. The ultimate provision. Romans 8, verse 32, he says, He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Mm. You see, if we ever doubt God's provision, if we ever think, will he provide for me, always go back to Jesus. Mm. He was our most, most desperate need. There was never, ever anything we needed more. Mm. And God gave him. Mm. Willingly, lovingly, generously, he gave him. Yeah. He's not going to stop at that, is he? He's not going to think, well, I gave you this, but I can't give you bread for tomorrow. Mm. He's not going to say, well, I, you know, I'll, I'll give you Jesus, but you can't have a car. He's not going to do that. That's not, that's not his nature. He is the provider. He is God the provider. He provided Jesus our greatest need. Will he not also give you everything that you need? Can we stand together? I just want us to pray.